Welcome to our podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. <laughs> Dave and I have been friends since the early 80s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience. And we're making this podcast together to try to help each other, and hopefully you, the listeners, save some money. Uh, yes. So in this case, maybe we're not helping you save money, just complaining about it going out the door. Because our topic for today is tariffs. Tariffs, tariffs, tariffs. Uh, yes. The uh, current administration, this is uh, early summer 2019, for those of us uh, who are listening to a historic podcast, uh, the current administration has imposed some pretty heavy tariffs on China, up to 25% on some things, and have recently been threatening them against our good friends to the south, Mexico. My goodness, what is a consumer to do? Uh, exactly. I mean, the big upside of globalism is even if you did lose your job, you could still fill your house with Chinese crap. <laughs> I will certainly say I have a saying that says everything is cheaper today than it was 30 or 40 years ago, except for medical <laughs> expenses and college tuition. Yes. And that uh, Chinese crap thing was a little unfair and tongue in cheek because while that was true, it used to be true that made in Japan and made in Korea were a bit of a joke um, as far as quality. And the Chinese make stuff in almost every category now, which is comparable with what's made here in Japan, um, anywhere in the world. I think a lot of uh, electronics are made in, in China. And certainly a cause for concern if tariffs are going in, in on Chinese goods uh, would tend to raise a lot of the electronic gadgets that Americans buy. Uh, yes, and there's a lot of good um, Chinese engineers, many of whom were educated here, same as you and I were, um, and a lot of good manufacturing practices over there. Um, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll miss it if we can't buy our uh, relatively inexpensive Chinese goods. That's for sure. Yeah, I remember when I bought my first custom, I forget whether it was an iPhone or an iPad, but uh, you uh, uh, sent your money to Cupertino, California, which was, I don't know, four miles from where I sent it, and uh, the, the uh, device was drop shipped from uh, China. Yeah, I think I think most of the Apple products, at least the phone and the iPads, I think they're all I believe they are all produced in China. Uh yes, I think 100% of them are. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, so uh the New York Federal Reserve recently published a study saying that uh so far, the annualized cost to Americans for these tariffs is averaging just over $400, and it could get to be as much as $800, the way things are going. Hmm. I, uh, it's interesting. I have not noticed it personally, but are you, have you noticed anything personally where you've said, hey, something you've, you've purchased is more expensive? Uh, more expensive? Uh, I think think and I might have been imagining it but you know I own more guitars than I should and my saving grace is I buy very very inexpensive guitars and the prices of those Chinese imports seems to have been going up significantly interesting 
I mean, I'm a I'm a financial guy and do worry about what things cost. I have not personally like noticed anything that I'm tracking or looking at that seems to be going up in price. But like you said, uh, the study you touted, it could be two bucks here, three bucks there. I'm just not noticing that sort of movement. Well, at work, we have noticed it. Uh, I'm in commercial construction and the aluminum and steel prices, um, steel tariffs, which were applied to all countries across the board, more or less, that definitely impacted us. Uh, in fact, we had one subcontractor pull his bid for bleachers um, because of aluminum tariffs. Interesting. In my work, Interesting. I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm not where I work. I'm not as close to the supply side. We, I'm in the development side of work, so I'm not really attuned to uh, maybe some of those price inc- price increases. Yeah, the the one that really impacted us, where we had already guaranteed our price to the client, uh, was on bleachers that were made out of aluminum, and um, the challenge there was not Chinese tariffs. It was actually uh, Russian tariffs that had been in place for a while in retaliation to whatever political event was going there. I I was not aware before that that Russia was a significant producer of aluminum. Hmm. Interesting. And so their retaliatory tariffs then are impacting you guys. Yes. And what we saw in structural steel Keep in mind that when we're on a big project, the steel isn't going to be produced for months, possibly years. Uh, you have to kind of project what the impact is going to be. And so that that's part of the problem. But another problem was steel prices had stayed very low for several years, and there had been pent-up pricing pressure. And I think what you had was a signal to the market, like, finally, we can raise our prices. And so you had sort of a, a median-driven media orchestrated consortium saying, okay, everybody, it's time to raise your prices. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess as an economist or having studied economics just in general, I would think, uh, I believe the tariffs are bad and they um, don't allow the free market to, uh, to work. They do help certain aspects of our economy. They would help those domestic producers in our economy that would benefit from from a tariff of course the uh but it would tend to distort the market over the over the long term yeah well as an economist let me ask your opinion dave uh if you remember from history and from watching ferris bueller's day off the uh the smoot hawley tariffs were were blamed uh in the popular imagination for the great depression and do you think that's true or not not sure if I really have an opinion on that. I did. I was doing some reading on that. Some folks would blame it as a big reason for the Great Depression. Other folks say, no, it really wasn't the driving factor. I don't really have an opinion per se on that, but there's a big debate about that. And a lot of educational research has gone into that. Well, it seems like the timing of it was more than coincidental. Uh, people trying to refute that it was the cause point out that it didn't go into effect until uh, 1930. However, it was already through uh, the um, House of Representatives and being debated in the Senate in right before the crash in October of 29. Uh, and they'd already decided not to limit it to 
um, just agricultural products, and I believe the president had uh, already publicly indicated that he would sign it when it was passed. So that, hence the maybe uh, strong feelings that some people have that that was one of the big reasons for precipitating our Great Depression. Yeah, because if you were a Wall Street trader and you saw that you were, I don't know, half or two-thirds of the way to squashing international trade, you might take that as a sell signal. And uh, back in the day, that could lead to um, a crash that feeds on itself. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Uh, we don't seem to be that. Uh, our I hope, society now I hope we're not there. Quite as willing. <laughs> I hope we're not on a precipice right now. It doesn't seem like it. I guess it's because uh, <laughs> we're the frog with the in in the water. That's the temperature slowly getting turned up. Uh, everybody's just riding along, fat and happy. But I guess that's what the economy rides on: confidence. Yeah, good point. I did see that the. Uh, Chipotle, and this is now on the Mexican tariffs, which sound like they're not going to go into effect right away, but they were prepared to raise their prices uh, on burritos if those 25% uh, tariffs went into place. Dave, do you know how much they were going to raise the price of a burrito? 25 cents. Five cents. Five cents, wow. And so like you say, it doesn't seem like a big impact to us each individually. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about some of the tariffs. Uh, I recently bought a new dishwasher because the old dishwasher was getting super noisy and it was about uh, all the tines inside were starting to rust out, you know, and the, repli the replacement for the tines was just going to be r ridiculous. But I thought about the tariffs and I thought, you know, should I pull the trigger on purchasing a new dishwasher, you know, a few months sooner than I did because I was worried about prices going up. So just from a personal perspective, that's about as much as I've I've thought about it, except worrying about um, the stock market and and my 401k plan uh, going down because of uh, the economy not doing well. That was the very first tariff that the Trump administration put in place. I think it was solar panels and I think it might have been specifically uh, dishwashers and washing machines. Yeah, so I, I thought about that um, and was thinking about that. You know, should I pull the trigger now before the tariffs go uh, in? into in in place i went ahead and got the new dishwasher in january just because the old one was getting so darn noisy and didn't seem like it was washing that well and it was kind of beyond the normal lifetime of a dishwasher but from a personal perspective i think those are the things i've been you know thinking of should i replace something sooner than later if you will and i think that's another reason why these tariffs haven't hit the economy the way some people predicted is because the economic indicators are thrown off by people doing just what you did, uh, building up inventory in advance of the tariffs going into place, which uh, gives the economy a bit of an artificial boost. Gotcha. I was thinking about the Mexican tariffs. Uh, the two things that stick out in my mind are we have a huge amount of automobile parts that are, that are there, easy to hold inventory for that. But in the case of Chipotle, there's a lot of um, fresh food that's produced in Mexico. Can't really hold inventory for that very well. And that's something that we would probably all see pretty quickly when our burrito goes up by five cents. That would probably get, you know, your attention, if you will. And certainly going to the grocery store and paying more for fresh vegetables um, uh, would certainly get most folks' attention as, as well. Yeah, avocado prices apparently have actually doubled in the last two months. And, wow. Uh, 
Yeah, calling back to our keto episode, uh, avocados are uh, one of the best ways to get animal-based fat into your diet, which is uh, key to uh, a healthy diet if you believe in the keto stuff. Dave, can you guess? All right, Chipotle gets 80% of their avocados from Mexico. Can you guess how many avocados Chipotle, the uh, fast, casual Mexican uh, restaurant chain, how many they use in one day? In one day, okay, just give me a second to think about this. How many? 100,000. That is a good guess. You're in the right order of magnitude. It's 450,000 avocados a day. Wow, that's staggering. Yeah, that's a lot of pits. Okay, I'm 0-4. I'm <laughs> My goal is to get one question right. Yeah, so uh, if, uh, if I understand the millennials correctly, they depend on avocado toast. So this could have a secondary effect on the economy. Hmm. I have not heard that. There, I did, I did notice a whole avocado in the fridge. And while I can tell you um, pretty well how much we spend on groceries overall, I don't have a solid grasp on the individual items. So I feel for um, President H.W. Bush when someone asked him about the price of bread or milk a, f- a few years back. I'm not always in tune with those exact prices, but I know how much we spend overall. Yeah, um, I was looking at some statistics on how a Mexican um, tariff might affect cars, and the, it seems like the biggest one to get hit would be General Motors, the, the one of those uh, American corporations you would hate would help. Anyway, you would help that you would be making them great again, but they import 29% of their components from Mexico. Um, it's hard to believe that in the the low margin business that cars have become that they wouldn't have to raise their prices on existing stock if they had to pay a 25% tariff on 29% of their components. Yeah, you would think for sure. And I, I've read articles that that would be one of the industries that are, would be most impacted. I know I used to work in the autom- automobile industry, and there was a lot of components that were produced in Mexico that come straight across the border and go to an assembly plant somewhere in the U.S., both for uh, uh U.S.-based corporations like General Motors or Ford, or um, there's a significant amount of Japanese and now Korean companies and German companies that are producing cars here in the uh, United States with components from all over the world and uh, quite a bit from Mexico. Deutsche Bank did an analysis that projected that the tariffs would translate to a $6.3 billion hit for GM if they go up to 25%. That's billion with a B. Wow. And that if they pass that cost, yeah, and if they pass the cost along to consumers, it could lead to price increases of about $2,400 per vehicle. That's staggering. I think, what's the average car cost? Something around $30,000? Sounds right. Yeah, that's a significant uh, percentage increase for for a car, that's for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, as of Friday, it sounds like we had a deal with uh, Mexico and tariffs were not going to go in place. Well, that's good. But we don't buy cars every day. But more important, we do buy apparel pretty frequently. And I don't know if you check labels when you buy stuff, but a big chunk of it is made in China. Um, you know, Colombia, they make the sort of reasonably priced outdoor wear. Mm-hmm. They pay they're paying tariffs as high as 37.5% on some products now. Um, and they say if the latest penalties they're talking about go into effect, that tariff could go up to 52.5%. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, Dave, do you remember the chicken tax on pickup trucks? The chicken tax? No, I don't remember that. So this is still in effect today, but uh, back after World War II, um, there was a tariff imposed by European countries on American-made chickens because they wanted to support their own poultry industry, and America retaliated by putting a tax on light trucks, uh, what we would call pickup trucks now, of 25%. Hmm. And that's still in effect today. Really? So what's amazing to me is that, yeah, anytime you buy a uh, Toyota Tacoma pickup truck uh, that's made in Japan, they're paying a 25% tariff on it and still making money. This is why GM and Ford make they make ten thousand dollars when they sell you a full size SUV because they're being protected. Interesting. I did not know that. Um, I I did know that the automobile companies do make uh, pretty healthy margins on SUVs and pickup trucks. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's why they build so many of them in the country now. So the full size Nissans, those are made in I think Alabama now. Mm-hmm. And I think Toyota has a pickup truck production in. Texas, if I'm not mistaken. And I think the BMW X5 is made in South Carolina. That I know is true. So and while I we're saying Mercedes is making some SUVs in the, the States as well, I believe in Alabama. Yeah. So while we're saying it's bad for consumers, it does seem to be driving people to create jobs here uh, for American workers. Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing that I, having worked in the automobile industry and worked for a Japanese company, the other thing that they have to worry about is exchange rate fluctuations. So locating their production in their biggest market uh, prevented big exchange rate problems as well. So they could pay for everything in dollars and put it together in dollars. Hmm. Well, that's a good point as well. Um, th- there's also a similar size tax on motorcycles over... 749 cc's displacement. Why do you think that is, Dave? That particular size? Yes. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess. It has something to do with the, something to do with Harley Davidson and the smallest size of their um, lineup in terms of engine displacement. That's my guess as well. Um, But back to, other consumer prices, Costco is saying they may n- have to raise prices on a bunch of stuff, including bicycles, electronics, and luggage. They announced in a earning call just last week. Hmm. Interesting. So we haven't felt it yet, but we probably will. We're um, on the verge of it, it sounds like. So like the home building industry says that the current tar- tariffs have already added a billion dollars to the cost of U.S. housing construction, according to the National Association of Home Builders. Mm. Um, and they're predicting. I, w- I wonder why. Where's that cost coming from? Is the raw material cost? Uh, probably raw materials. So some of the things that were affected were granite, cement, vinyl floor coverings, ceramic tiles, stainless steel, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if you know this, but the wood we buy lots of our wood that's for framing from canada and they've been getting hammered with tariffs as well even though they're ostensibly our allies Hmm. so it's not clear that those prices have been getting passed on to the buyers of new homes because the market sets the value of a home not the cost of construction but it does impact whether or not they get built because if it costs more to build it than it does 
to than what you can get selling it, then you just don't build. Right. Um, because they're saying that if all of these tariffs keep escalating, it could jump up to two and a half billion dollars worth of costs on the home building industry. Wow, that's a huge number. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, even if they can't pass them on to buyers of new homes, you and I want to do home improvements and the materials are going to cost us more. So it could impact folks wanting to buy a new home and people who have an existing home who want to do some improvements. Yes. So hmm. let's hope this gets resolved or American manufacturing ramps up and starts cranking out stuff that's less expensive than the overseas stuff. Gotcha. Is a it's it's it is a it is a cause for concern. That's that's for certain. Um, those higher prices are not going to be good in the long run. Um, yes, and it's it's interesting how the Republican Party is now no longer the party of free trade. Um, it's uh, interesting if you can take a historical perspective and watch the. The, the parties switch gears on these things because this is now a switch back to, I don't know, whenever it was. Uh, I'm not that good with history. Yeah, I was doing some little research for today's session, and it, it sounds like uh, that uh, Republicans have been the party for free trade for many years, but way back, if you go back, I was looking back through some American history back in the 1800s, they were in favor of tariffs and it looks like the pendulum has swung back the other way now yeah of course economics is the dismal science and it does seem like people are guessing when they make recommendations and predictions but but i but i would say that um you know in general i would view tariffs as bad and with this you know with distort a marketplace and potentially benefit certain industries, if you will, to the detriment of uh, consumers. I think that that's pretty clear over the, over the long run. And leaving these things in place would tend to create these long-term uh, uh, issues in the economy uh, where we're distorting the marketplace. Yes, so our listeners who are consumers, which every listener would be, you can anticipate prices going up in luggage, Washing machines, toys, uh, computers, other electronics, and uh, furniture. Most of those industries, we pretty much ceded all of the manufacturing to outside the country, except for your bespoke, super high-level, custom-made stuff that's still made here. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of you see very little furniture that's made in the U.S. except, like you said, re some really high-end kind of stuff that's out of the out of the reach for most folks. Yes. So, well, it's a little warm here, Dave, and now I'm worried about the cost of air conditioners going up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we can find a substitute for avocados for our for our uh, avocado toast. Maybe there's something that can substitute at a lower price. All right. Well, Dave, do you have any other thoughts on tariffs or global trade in general? I think tariffs are bad. Global trade is good. Global trade. It, overall, for everybody, is good. It definitely, you know, makes issues in the short term. That is for sure. But it should benefit everybody in the long run. And it's, uh, I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, if any of our listeners have any other burning issues they need us to uh, resolve, 
Uh, please send us an email at DaveSquaredPodcast at gmail.com, all spelled out. Um, and if you could, uh, it would help the show quite a bit if you could write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. That is the gold standard, and that's what gets uh, podcasts up in the rankings, even with Stitcher and Spotify and all those other ones. They all seem to glom off Apple. So if you could write us a review in Apple Podcasts, I would personally really appreciate it. And if you leave your address, I will send you a thank you card. Much appreciated. All right, Mr. Kramer, we'll talk to you next time. Yes, have a good weekend and stay cool.